Good morning and welcome. Today's Tanya portion for the 12th of the first Adar, 125-126. The very, very bottom, the last word in the Hebrew and the last two words in the English. As we slowly progress through chapter 29, we're learning the prescription for the dullness of the heart, for apathy. So he quoted the head of the academy in the Garden of Eden on high in Gan Eden, who said that just as we know in the imagery of a log which doesn't catch flame, what do you do? You pull the log out and you break it up. If a body is not ignited by the flame of spirituality, it's because the body is too coarse and too thick. So therefore, you need to break it up a little bit. You need to realize that you've become too obsessed with bodily desires and bodily pleasures. And then he went on to say that a person has to have a talk with himself. And a person has to see himself not as his godly soul, but as his body. And as we say in the morning prayers, Nishama shenosata bi tohorahi, we say, Hashem, the soul which you invested within me, is pure. Who is me? Me is the body. That for the average human being, the non-tzaddik, the body is the real me and the soul is the visitor. Unlike the tzaddik, like a tzaddik, the caliber of Hillel, who would say to his students, you know, I need to go and give this homeless guy some food. They said, who's the homeless guy? He said, me, my body. If I don't feed my body, I'm going to die. Hillel would forget to eat. His soul was him, and his body was some stranger. Therefore, we need to recognize that when our body begins to take too much importance, because that's who we really are, how can we really expect to feel and to absorb the message of spirituality, of godliness? We need to take the log out of the fireplace and break it up a little bit. The Cain, and in that case... When a person comes to this realization that he is his body and his soul is a visitor, he is distant from Hashem, the ultimate distance, the ultimate distance, because the power of lust and desire is in his animal soul. Is not only capable of wanting an overabundance of permissible stuff. And as we said earlier, just because the cow is kosher, you don't have to finish the whole cow. Just because the wine is kosher, you don't have to finish the whole case. Overindulgence in the permissible is an act of impurity. But that's a half a problem. But One's animal soul, or the person has to say to himself, my animal soul, is capable of desiring forbidden things as well. Desires which are contrary to the will of Hashem. Now, you may say, wait a minute, we're talking about a benoni here. A benoni never sins. Even though this Benini 
would not desire to do the activities, God forbid, in actuality, because the Bayani, when it comes to facilitating his desires, always has discipline and self-control. However, the Bayani should say to himself, why is it that this stuff is not repulsive to me like it is for a tzaddik, as we learned earlier in chapter 12. The fact that it's not repulsive to me means that my body is still the real me. And as long as my body is the real me, I better be very careful. And that's why I'm not absorbing spiritual messages. The Alter Rebbe goes on to say to this fellow, and from a perspective of this aspect, the Baini should say to himself that he is even lowlier and more abominable from living animals, the impure animals, or rodents, or insects, canal. Why? Because we must bear in mind something which is oft repeated in the teachings of Chassidus. Morning. And that is that every creation was created to do that which it does. The lion was created to be a lion. The tiger was created to be a tiger. The cockroach was created to be a cockroach. Human beings were created to serve God. But they were given free choice to make bad choices. When a person, especially a Jew, makes negative choices, he falls lower than any creation because every other creation was created to be what it's supposed to be. But the human being has the choice to fall and to be not what it's supposed to be through making bad choices. As King David expressed himself beautifully in his book of Psalms, he says, I feel like a worm and not even a man. I'm lowlier than a worm. A worm is created to be a worm. And furthermore, so the Bayani could argue, but wait a minute, I'm not such a bad guy. Then my godly soul overpowers my animal soul, and my godly soul takes over. Then it awakens. Ha'ava the love, la Hashem to Hashem. For example, the Bayani says, Bishasatfilo. You know, the moment of prayer is one of the finest moments for the Bayani, because he really connects to Hashem. Says the Bayani, at the, at the moment of prayer, I'm like a tzaddik. That's true. However, it then passes. It's not real, consistent truth. Why? Because real, consistent truth is eternal. Anything that passes, anything that's temporary, is lacking truth. Being that it passes and becomes replaced with something else after that high of prayer. Can his boy Lael, as explained earlier, Safe Patek Yud Gimel at the end of chapter 13. So the real test is not what we do when our talus is over our head and we're feeling this real strong, powerful connection to Hashem. The real test is what we do after we take off our talus. We take off our film, we put it back in the bag, and we go to work, or we go home, 
or we go into the rat race of life, how do we act then? As my father, of blessed memory, used to often share the beautiful teaching which I often share. From the 22nd chapter of Tehillim, where King David says, Haisali Dimosi, my prayer, my tears were before me. Call Haisali Dimosi, Lechem Yomom Balayla, this was my bread day and night. Bemurelai, when they said to me, Kol Hayem, they taunted me all day and they said, Aye Yelakecha, where is your God? The simple meaning is that when the Jewish people go through terrible times, they're taunted and they're said, they're told, where is your God? But there's a deeper meaning. When people look at me during the day, Bemurelai, when they say to me, I know in Shul you're a good guy, but Kol Hayom, Aye Yelakecha. Where is your God for the rest of the day? You have to be godly at work too. You have to be godly in business. You have to be godly in your interaction with your family members, with your spouse, with your parents, with your children, with your neighbors. Where is your God all day? And this is the message that the Baini has to say to himself. Yes, it's true that at the moment of prayer I get on a high sometimes and I'm like a tzaddik. But then it passes, and I am back in the rat race. Therefore, perhaps I need to break my course, piece of firewood, meaning my body up, so I become more sensitized to the message of spirituality. End of today's Tanya portion.